Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Good afternoon, everyone. It's good to be with you yet again. Today's subject is long copy versus short copy, how discovering the optimal length of a web page produced a 220% increase in conversion. Now, this is one of those topics that sparks hot debate. Wherever I go in the world, I get asked a question about long copy versus short copy. And typically speaking, people divide themselves along binary lines. There are those who believe it's useful. There are those who believe it is not. Very few people see the sort of false dichotomy that exists between the question. In fact, the real question probably isn't, should I use long copy or should I use short copy? That question itself belies a more important philosophical question that should drive the answer. But here we are again, and some of you perhaps uh, are tuning in for the first time to one of these marketing experiments clinics. We've been doing this. I suppose, for more than a decade. The research began more than 15 years ago, nearly 20 years ago. We're the oldest laboratory, part of the Mech Labs family that has been studying this sort of topic uh, from around the world. We only have a bit of sort of groundbreaking research to show you, and I think it's, in many ways, I think groundbreaking is too ambitious. But you might say interesting research and some of the most important findings along the lines of this topic, and then we're going to shift into something altogether different. Many of you have said, we want more live optimization. Help us at the end to see more of our own pages. So that's what we're going to do today. First of all, I'd like to thank Clicktail, who makes it possible for us to do this event. There are millions of dollars worth of research being conducted here every year, and this research has been sponsored by Clicktail. They are, we are not an affiliate or anything like that. They have underwritten the cost of this, similar to something you might see at PBS, to make it possible for us to give this to you at no cost. And we are very, very grateful for their participation. I should uh, like to move on past my bio and straight into a case study. It's Test Protocol 1001. And the goal is to understand the impact of copy length on, uh, in particular, the conversion rate. So we want to increase free assessment or sign-up rate for the assessments. And the research question is this, which landing page will result in the highest completed assessments? We're designing an AB variable split test. It's really single factorial in, uh, in the science language that we use in our fundamentals of online testing course. And if you look behind me, you'll see the control. It is a long copy page. Now, I can give you a bit of the background before we go forward. Uh, this was a part of an organization that needed to achieve 100,000 legitimate registrations at the bottom of this page. They had a short period of time to do so in order to achieve their next round of capital. And it's been a long time ago, and my memory may not serve me perfectly, and uh, if I'm wrong and Dennis, you're on the line, please forgive me and send me a correction. Dennis uh, was a partner from those days who worked with us, but all I can tell you is that we, we knew we had a very short period of time. They had had a long time to get those 100,000, and if I recall, they had about 9,000 names. How do we quickly get them a significant conversion rate that enables them to achieve their goals in the last few months of this incredible test period. Here's what we saw. Here's the control. We designed treatment one, we designed treatment two, and we designed treatment three. And by the way, this control we also designed, and it was the, 
number one producing control for them thus far. It was the best performing page. Which page do you think performed the best? And be careful with your answers. In fact, audience, let me ask you to vote. Use the uh, Q&A feature in front of you and tell me the number of uh, either control, just put down C or T1 or T2. I see T2, T2, T2. Wow, T2 is winning. Control, T3, T2, T2. And, uh, you know, for those of you that are listening to me describe these, I'm trying to give you a sense of the flow. A lot of T2, some T1s, uh, T3, control, control, T1. On they come in as hundreds of you are giving us your feedback. We're going to be looking at your feedback and measuring it, studying it, thinking about it afterwards. We, we always do. In the meantime, let me show you the results because here's what we saw. Conversion increased as page length decreased so that the winning treatment was T3. Now the control was a 16.52% conversion rate, which is remarkable. It already helped us to achieve significant gains in a short period of time. But using this approach, if my memory serves me correctly, we achieved nearly 300,000 names or three times the target in a very, very short period of time. It had a revolutionary impact on the conversion rate of this particular offering. Now, this is important because what you're looking at is something you might expect. The shorter the page length, the higher the conversion rate. But is this always the case? And importantly, is there ever a time when long copy might work and what should you use as a criterion for determining which is the best, the long copy or the short copy? We're going to talk about that, but let's uh, sort of look at some key principles. Here's the first. One of the most effective ways to increase conversion is to decrease friction. Our experiments suggest that there is a disproportionate high return on efforts to reduce friction. What does that mean? It just means that reducing friction is one of the easiest things to do on your pages, and it often leads to an unusually high conversion length. However, there's more to it. Copy length is often the easiest form of friction to reduce. It's just one form. Friction is sort of a psychological resistance in the way we look at things. Many of you have seen our conversion sequence C equals 4M plus 3V plus 2I minus F minus 2A, and F is friction. It's a high-impact variable, and we're trying to reduce psychological resistance. Now, why do I stress that? Because... In many cases, we opt for short copy automatically, and this can be a grave mistake. Let's look at some examples of when it worked. Not this, but this for a 43% lift. Not this, but this for a 138% lift. Not this, but this for a 5% lift. Not this, but this for a 29% lift. Each of these situations, each of these particular cases had to do with something unfolding in the thought sequence. We often tell you we don't optimize web pages, we optimize thought sequences. And the critical key is to understand this question in the context of the thought sequence. So what do you do? Well, short copy, as valuable and as useful and as effective as it can be, does not always outperform long copy. So what are we as marketers to do? Simply guess at to which time we should try long copy or short copy? Worse, establish a rule that we should always use short copy? I can't tell you how many meetings I've been in when I've been told by someone at the table, that's too much copy. And I've looked at it and thought to myself, be careful. This person making this decision needs enough 
of the micro yeses in the thought sequence in order to be prepared to say yes to your macro question, the will you purchase, will you become a lead question that is somehow implicit in the design of your page. And if indeed we can't present enough of those core pieces in the series of micro yeses, then short copy page might hurt you. Let's take a look at a case study. This is Test Protocol 1662. It is a, a clinic, a famous clinic, and its goal is to help people with addiction and mental health problems. And we needed to increase the number of leads captured. Now, I think leads is an inappropriate word, and I think inquiries is the better word in this case. Certainly, they don't think of people as leads in this clinic. We're using marketing language, but I'm sure it's uh, not the language the company would use or the way they would think about it. But they do need to in basically increase inquiries, and the process is similar to a for-profit business trying to achieve uh, you know, more business from more leads. And so we designed a single factorial split test, and we begin with the control. Now, I want you to notice professionally designed page, images of the treatment center. By the way, this is one of the largest treatment center groups in the entire world. They own facilities all over the United States. And this is one of the most famous of these facilities. And you can see where they have attractive copywriting. You can see where they have testimonials. You can see where they have uh, carefully thought through images, pictures of the facility, video, and a standard sort of contact form at the top right of the page. Now watch what we do in the treatment because it might surprise you. Bear in mind, too, if you're just tuning in, soon we're going to be looking at your pages, doing live optimization, thinking about copy length and the way you approach them. But for now, look at this page and ask yourself a question. What are the series of conclusions that a person must come to about this page before they're ready to say yes? More importantly, not about this page, but about this offering. It is an offering. Even if it's not for profit, even if it's medical services, it is an offering. And it's very important as a marketer that you don't think about the page and you don't think about page elements and you don't think about bullet points and banners and photographs, but you get out of that sort of uh, surface approach and deep into the mind of the person who sees this page and ask yourself, what is the cognitive conclusion? See, marketers, we're not in the business of simply making claims. We foster conclusions. The way to drive someone to the point where they're willing to make a decision, better said, the way to attract them up the inverted funnel to the point where they're willing to say yes to this particular ask, which is the macro ask of this page, contact me, i.e., have them fill out this form and request more information. This requires someone to make several conclusions in their mind, conclusions about what's the risk associated with giving you the name. There are several conclusions they need to make, that it's safe, that it's worthwhile the conclusion that this particular center can help them with their particular problem. And there's really a host of these. See, the marketer is the philosopher of the organization. The marketer is the customer philosopher of the organization. And your job is to get down deep into the thinking, to bridge the gap between what the company knows about the customer and what the customer is actually thinking. The action of sales should be grounded in the philosophy of marketing. And as a marketer, you have this unique, remarkable job each day to dig down deep into the cognitive psychology of the purchase process. Instead of asking, how, how, how? How can I get greater conversions? How can I reach my, my goals? How can I uh, launch this campaign on time? To ask more fundamentally, why? 
Why is someone saying no here? Why are they clicking off of here? Why are they not responding to this particular offer? Why are they responding to this other offer? The why question delivers something more profound than a result. It delivers wisdom. And the goal of the marketer is to acquire the maximum wisdom regarding this customer. Now, as you think about that, go back to this page. And marketers, tell me how to fix this page. Someone says it's missing the center's value proposition. Agreed. What else? What else? That's what's crystal. Uh, is this a fair test since the form is at the bottom? We'll, we'll talk more about that in just a moment. Yes, it's a very fair test. And I'll show you the results and the data sets. It was just the beginning of a whole series of tests. Uh, someone says put the form in the flow. Yes. Someone says uh, the data entry uh, is insecure. Someone said fix the iPad. I would agree with that. What else do you think? This call to action should uh, have a benefit or incentive. The page doesn't provide enough copy to alleviate concerns. Candace, I think you're right. Let me look at someone else. Tell more of a story. All of these are interesting. Marketers, can I ask you a question? When you approach a page like this, do you approach it with a sort of collective uh, experience that you've had that's formed in your mind a series of almost maxims or principles and you look at the page, you recall previous tests and you come up with ideas and you think we should try these things. Because when I look across the suggestions, taken each at a time, it's difficult to construct them in a whole. And you need to look at your own suggestions on a page like this and saying, am I applying a systematic methodology that helps me sort of uncover what's happening in the mind of the person who encounters this page? If not, this sort of rule-based approach to optimization can be helpful, can produce result, but it's not the same thing as a science-based approach that digs down into this and systematically starts to uncover how people are thinking. We applied the conversion sequence to this page. In it, we decided that there wasn't enough of the information being presented to help someone make this very uh, almost frightening step of requesting more information about help. So what did we do? Well, here's the new treatment. The name has been, uh, the name has been uh, blurred. It says offering premium individualized treatment and recovery programs for more than 25 years. Now, anybody that's been on my copywriting training or in my value proposition work is starting to understand that even that headline is giving you a reason to read the first paragraph. Now, I, by the way, don't think this is the best version. It's got a paragraph that's far too long. We could, as a team, take this page down and improve it dramatically right now. But remember, the goal of the test isn't simply to get a lift, it's to get a learning. And designing this page this way enabled us to get a very specific learning that we will later apply in many other areas of the business. So watch for a second. You'll see the top of the page. You'll see the middle of the page. You'll see the bottom of the page. And there's a little bit more to go that we don't show you yet. You can see it right down there underneath the box on the left-hand side. Bottom line, however, is this is a very long page. How long is it? Look at the two side by side. Now, if you were to ask any reasonable group of marketers in a normal room which page performed the best in almost every case, because I've done things like this all over the world, the majority would by far pick the treatment on the right. But did the treatment on the right produce the highest uh, conversion rate? i sorry, did I say the treatment on the right? <laughs> They're making fun of me in the studio. Uh, I've been in traveling and I've been gone for a week and it wasn't business and I'm lucky to be standing here. I got in late last night 
they would vote for the treatment on the left. Almost always the marketers go for the clean white copy, which, by the way, I would too. Uh, and, and, uh, but I would be concerned about the treatment on the left for other reasons we're going to look at in just a sec. But they would vote for the treatment on the left. I've done this over and over again. In fact, you might find this interesting, but in two or three studies that we did, I think twice we duplicated this experiment, we asked a large group of marketers from around the world, over a 1,000, to tell us which treatment performed the best in a series. And in both experiments... Marketers picked the wrong treatment about 70-some percent. I think the first one was 72. They hovered between 72 and 74 percent of the time. They picked the wrong treatment. Now, what's interesting to me is, had marketers picked, say, 50 percent wrong, that would tell you something. But at 72 percent, 74 percent wrong, there was some consistent reason why they were seeing the page in a way that uh, sort of blinded them to what was happening in the mind of the consumer. Think of that. Look at this page. Remember that for many people, the left would seem the most attractive, and let's look at results. The page on the right produces a 220% increase. Now, stop and think. Do not let this be a flat, one-dimensional chart on a slide. This is a group of marketers. This is a team tasked with getting results. In fact, this is a treatment center that can truly help people. The more of the right people that it admits, the more people it can help. Doubling that 100% improvement would be remarkable, but a 220% improvement has a dramatic impact on results. And this organization, through uh, a very, very uh, capable and successful marketing leader, has continued to produce remarkable results all over the enterprise, across many different websites, as they rethink how they think about how to communicate to a prospective patient. Now, I share that with you because, really, optimization doesn't occur on a page. It occurs in the mind. And with that sort of principle, we can start to unpack some reasons why we might think about long copy and short copy and which one to use in which particular situation. Here is a, here's a, a second point. Friction does not exist in the page. It exists in the mind of your customer. And the goal of the marketer is not simply to decrease page length. Very important point. The last four words, very important, but rather mental effort. And sometimes the shorter page length actually requires the prospect to make more meaning, to work harder to understand, to click through other pages, to work at a level that produces psychological resistance. And thus, reducing the page copy increases the friction. Remember something. Again, the goal is not to reduce page length. The goal is to reduce friction. Many times, adding copy to a page is required so that you can adequately guide the visitor's thought process and guide the, that sequence of micro-yeses so necessary to the purchase decision. In fact, in our testing, uh, there is a direct relationship between the complexity or the mental cost of an offer and the amount of information that is required to achieve the conversion. Some offers require more information. They really require more micro-yeses. Now, if you don't know what I mean when I say micro-yes, there are clinics. In fact, Paul, if you could tweet something, maybe the theory. Uh, Paul is here in the studio with me. There's a group of technicians and, and leaders around me. If you could tweet them uh, a link to one of our clinics on the inverted funnel, the micro-yeses and the macro-yeses, for those of you that aren't familiar with what I'm saying, John Tackett, John Tackett, 
will give you that at hashtag webclinic, where you can actually understand this theory that I keep referring to in more depth. While we're looking at that, let's, let's sort of look at this chart put together by our Director of Sciences. It's a very interesting chart. So notice that at the bottom axis is the word cost, and at the top is the nature of the offer. Notice at the bottom is simple impulse purchases. This is on the left side. And complex purchases that require analysis. And then at the bottom is low commitment and thus low anxiety, and high commitment and thus high anxiety. This means that... In either case, the further a business category moves outward from that inside sort of uh, vertical and horizontal axis point, the more natural it is, the more likely it is that you need long copy. This is valuable. And these business categories placed in this page are just ideas. And yours might be the exception. Remember, there are no expert marketers, only experienced marketers and expert testers. And many of these things must be tested before you know for certain. And I could show you study after study where by increasing. There's a famous case study we did with the New York Times where moving from short copy to long copy on a simple offer produced an 88% increase in conversion. You've got to understand where your category is. And more importantly, you've got to determine that by not trying to predict what your business's nature is, but trying to predict what the thought sequence, the nature of your customer, of your prospect is. In doing this, you're able to get inside of their mind and, and determine the micro-yeses necessary. No one should build a website team. You should build a map of the micro-yeses and translate that into the elements of a website. That's how you approach website development. And with that in mind, uh, let me just take you to a quick checklist and then live off. This checklist is useful. You'll get a copy of this. You'll see this uh, in video in a week. But here are some of the questions you should ask. How or what is the nature of your product? Is it a high cost or high anxiety product? Or does it require little commitment on the part of the customer? How complex is your product? Does it require much explanation or is it grasp quickly? Here's another one. How much does your visitor know prior to arriving? Very important. This is often determined success or failure in our in our design. Someone coming from a television infomercial with lots of explanation that is ready to purchase doesn't need to be sold again. Someone coming with less information, less knowledge, or less motivation requires more. Um, does all the copy either express or support the value proposition? There is so much wasted copy on our pages. Copy that shouldn't be there. Hemingway said, make every word tell. Some, some sources say he said every sentence tell. Either way, the point is the same. Don't waste a word. And the words that are on that page need to drive them forward through the micro-yeses. And finally, can the layout of the page be adjusted so that the most essential information is in a vertical flowing, very important, main column, and all the supporting copy is in the secondary. Now, it says unnecessary. It might be supporting, but not, it's in a sense, necessary, but not sufficient. It's not essential. And it might be testimonials. That's in the other column. It might be third-party credibility indicators, seals, things of that nature. But the main thought needs to flow vertically so that it can flow chronologically, just like it does in the mind. It's an unfolding story. These simple points will help you think. Now, there's a lot more sophisticated things we could teach about long copy versus short copy. And I apologize if you want something more complex, but there's a lot of it at marketingexperiments.com. I have a choice today take you a level deeper, or take you to live examples. 
I'm going to go to the examples. And so now we go to live optimization. And there's a series of pages that I have not seen before, and they're coming before us at the moment. And we're going to look at those. Um, as I do so, it looks to me like I thought this was a web page, but it's not. And Paul is making fun of me. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to, to, to invite you to buy something from us, but they caught me by surprise on this one. And so uh, Paul Cheney will personally pay for anybody that would like to, uh, <laughs> to attend this clinic. And I'll give you his own phone number in case you have any questions. Uh, uh, no, uh, if you like what you're seeing and you want to learn about landing page optimization, you can take the course online with me teaching in high-definition video. Uh, I'd like to get a better teacher for you, but everybody quit. Uh, let's keep going. I'm at the uh, first page submitted to us by Walmart. The goal is to drive sales of consumer electronics. Now, uh, take a look at this, and I ask my audience, help us help this person. This was submitted by Mike. The target is the B2C audience, as we all know. And, uh, by the way, uh, Graham says he's in, Paul, so get in touch with Graham. Uh, I'm looking at the page. We've also got it where you can see it larger coming up on the screen and on the web itself. Audience, tell me what you would do to improve this particular page. Quickly, I'm going to move through these very fast. We have a lot of them queued up. I'm watching your, uh, your, your thoughts come in. Look at the Walmart page and give me your feedback while you're replying. I look like says, go to Kmart. Did you actually say that? Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize to the person who submitted this page. Uh, I wonder where he works. Uh, value prop. Um, and uh, free shipping uh, in a different color, someone says. And one focal point. And somebody else says it's too many choices. And someone says near, no clear call CPAs. And someone says simplify, simplify, simplify. Someone says less products. Let's talk about this for a moment. Because home pages for e-commerce sites are different than many other pages. In fact, home pages in general are different than a landing page. Think of the home page as the page that helps you get where you're supposed to go. It's almost another type of channel. Most people don't make money on the home page except for the special offers that people click through to. And even then, if they don't click through, there's no money made. The home page doesn't produce money. It has a different goal than most of us understand. The goal of a home page should be to establish the value proposition and then to move them rapidly where they need to go as fast as possible so they can find what they need to find so that they get on the right path. Now, when I say the right path, I mean the right path of micro yeses, the right thought sequence. So, one of the things I'd question about this page in, in, in general is that the top of the page is focused completely on a category. Now, it's electronic, so I'm assuming it's a category of pages. And in, if, if that's the case, uh, bear in mind that category pages are often the main landing pages for big retailers using paid search and other sites. So you come to electronics, and it features some of the critical pieces, and then drives you down. Scroll down, Paul. Let us see the balance of the page. All right? So there you go as the page drops down. And you can see many, many categories. Now, scroll back up. Wait a sec. I want to see the light wording at the bottom. Look at the bottom. Here is some of the most important copy on the page. Save on cutting-edge electronics. We offer electronic products for less. When it comes to saving money, and there's a paragraph, and then there's another paragraph. Now, you may have this for SEO purposes, but scroll back up. In many retail sites, we forget that people don't buy from companies. People buy from people. Now, Walmart has an advantage, and that is if you look at our conversion sequence, C equals 4M plus 3V. M stands for the motivation of the incoming user, and the motivation is high. So many people coming to Walmart have high trust, high motivation, and they'll see this page and cut through it and make a decision. But in those cases where motivation is lower, or in those cases in Walmart, this is something I'd be very careful about. 
and particularly the person that submitted this page, some people are trying to decide whether a generalist like Walmart can give them what they need compared to somebody who is specific. So, Mike, there might be a special site that specializes in monitors or laptops or electronics, and they're trying to compare Walmart with that special site. And in doing so, you've got to give them a value proposition that helps them believe that shopping here is going to give them an adequate selection and going to give you the best prices. And you start to say that, and you've got prices below that, but there's no dialogue, absolutely no conversation until they scroll through uh, what appears to be a long, long page with, with offers and categories. This is e-commerce. My time is short. If I only had three recommendations to give you, I would say strengthen that headline with a subheadline and a paragraph of critical text. And just because everybody else flashes a banner at the top with pictures of their products and doesn't speak first doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Best practices on the Internet are often pooled ignorance. And if you will talk to the customer, give them three reasons why this is the best place, and don't say it in arrogant language. Give them the essence of your value proposition and tell them the fastest way to use this section of the site. And then present them with that quick way and the most important featured products. You may see a major lift. I've done it before and I could tell you story after story. We've just done it with Verizon. And you know, uh, Mike, Verizon has a highly complex site. And we saw increases of, well, some, some over 300%, many over 100% by changing the way we're communicating. I must move on quickly. All right. So uh, let's go to the next page. And this is from Wharton at the University of Pennsylvania. And the goal is to get them to sign up for an online event. And uh, it begins with a headline. Audience, I've got five minutes. I'm going to spend two minutes on this page. And I like to talk about this page. It's quite interesting to me. And I like Wharton. So talk to me quickly. In fact, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you'll forgive me, I'll quickly go into this page to give us time to look at more rather than go through the audience at the present moment. First of all, we have a headline. You come to Wharton to do something bigger. That's Clever, that's attractive, but it's three steps removed from a clear, direct message, and it requires me to think and to make meaning of it. You need a headline that is very direct and that clearly tells me where I'm at. You have seven minutes to answer three questions. Where am I at? Which I think you do. It doesn't tell me where I'm at in Wharton as well, but where I'm at. At least I'm on Wharton, and it does say MBA for executives. But if it's about an event, and I don't know if that's... If that's the main goal, then the page looks like the event is just one of three goals, and so it's not emphasized enough. Where am I at? What can I do here? And if the main thing is an event, you need to give them a reason to register an event. The value proposition of Wharton is not enough. The product level value proposition of the event is essential. Headline, subheader, and then a paragraph that explains what's unique about these events. Scroll down if you would. And it says, we would love to connect with you. We don't care. I mean this graciously, Susan. We don't care what you love. We care what we love. We're the customer. You're starting with we, and you're starting with love, and we're starting with your interest. And we would love to tell you more. I don't care about you telling me more. See, everything about this page is company-centric and not customer-centric. The page should begin with what I want and what I get, not with what you want, with what you love. Join. I don't want to join. All day long people ask me to join. I've joined enough things. So you follow up the first sentence with another sentence that throws something at me that I don't want. Join one of our upcoming online events. Why? No reason why. Or keep up with our big blog or our blog to see what life is like as a student at Wharton. Again, you've given me no solid reason to truly get engaged. I would feature 
an event on this page or three or four critical events, I would ask them on this very page to provide me with at least an email address and a name and then a second stage follow-up on the second. And I would make this page not about Wharton. You already have a brand. It doesn't even need to be built any larger. What needs to be built is the value proposition of the event. I have how much time, Paul Cheney? I have three minutes. Man, we're going fast. We'll get through another ten. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Susan, I'd like to say more. If you redesign this page with some of these thoughts, we'd be happy to look at it for you and then uh, give you some feedback before you go live. I did this with the University of New England. Saw a 300% increase. We can help you do that if you would like. Let's go on to the next page. And uh, that is uh, Cummins Allison. <laughs> I know Cummins Allison. And I know their director of marketing. And she smuggled a page in on me. And... Uh, She's very smart and very capable, and she's already been creating remarkable changes inside of uh, Cummins Allison. So here is a page that says, Scan check and currency deposits faster than ever, increasing branch efficiency. Good headline. It's got a paragraph that's a little long, should have a bold font in that paragraph, three bullet points. They need to be there, and they need to be a little bit larger than they are. I realize the page is truncated, but the text is still too small. You have to watch the videos right now to see how it works. Scroll down, let me see the bottom. I would make the videos probably a little bit smaller. The images don't need to be that, that big in order to communicate you know, their effectiveness. And I would improve the titles on each of the videos. Nobody's interested in currency processing. Give me a title with a benefit that is to me. Show me the main value proposition. Why should I watch this video? How long is this video? You can tell me that. I would also take the frames the videos stop on, and I would try to stop on something more exciting, something more interesting, as opposed to, say, the back of a girl in purple. Uh, show me a machine processing. Show me something intriguing. Show me a chart. It makes me want to click on that. Remember, the image of the video has a lot to do with whether people click through or not. Scroll down again, uh, if you would. And it says underneath it, download the free kit of case studies and white papers. Let's leave it right there. Download the... And then it... I, I can't see it there, so I'm going to switch over to here. It has a form field that has too much perceived cost because the fields are too far apart, because the first name is separated from the last name, because... Scroll down just a little bit more, Paul. It hasn't. Scroll, scroll back up. There's a kit described here, but I don't know if it's a 12-page kit. I don't know if it's a two-page kit. You have an image of it, but it's a flat one-dimensional image. If you told me that it's short, then call an executive summary and say, in just four easy pages, I can learn everything I need to know about X, Y, and Z. If it's long, talk about how comprehensive it has and punch up its value, but never ask me to do something that I can't fully conceptualize. So make it really clear what I'm getting for this kit. If you'd rather me do that than watch the video, then get the video pieces below the kit, move the kit up above the videos, get it a strong headline. There's no headline. Tell me what's in the kit. Tell me how long the kit is. Tell me who wrote the kit. Give me a sample table of contents. And when it says download the kit now, don't tell me that. You're ordering me to do something. I'm not, and I mean this respectfully, I'm not, people are not sheep. You don't need to tell us that. Tell me what I'm going to get. Get instant access now. Download your free copy now. Or get it instantly. That sort of thing. That's how I would immediately try to check this. Paul is holding up a whiteboard. It says zero minutes. At McLabs, we're working on optimizing the clock. But so far, we've been unsuccessful. We can't squeeze enough minutes out of the day. And we're trying to squeeze as much value as we can into this clinic. If you are finding this helpful, would you take a moment to use your Q&A feature and give me feedback? There'll be some sort of probably survey they'll ask you to complete, but I look at this feedback before I leave the studio and I use it myself to think about what we're going to do next and sort of go away and think about it as we leave. I'm grateful for everybody's trust and the big investment of your time, and I know everyone's busy. We do not 
ask you to spend any money on these clinics. We only ask you to tell a friend. Let's build a community of people who are learning and thriving from what we're doing together. Together, let's discover what works. Thank you, and we'll be back again in two weeks. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments Live Web Clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Thank you.